Let's, let's, you know, let's, we're trying to protect a fetus. We're trying to protect a baby and we're trying to protect this baby coming into the world. The baby is innocent. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with what was done. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, we, we, you know, we don't have to treat people in, uh, as far as inhumane. politics this week josh moon and david person that's right he's still here he hasn't left yet <laughs> not Only leaving days. man i love it yeah. it's a, it is a fun time i mean you know we you know yeah we don't make a lot of money here but you know we, yeah. we it's a fun time it's all in the camaraderie that's what our payment is here it's hey all man the, that's it's, right. it's tough to pay bills with camaraderie but yeah you know you can't know, quite one do that days. haven't figured yeah. that out yet yeah. but <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Never, uh, never seen the uh, the gas man and said, "Hey, but listen, look how much fun we had." Don't, does that mean anything to you? Uh, they still shut it right off. Uh, yeah. So, all right, we got a uh, we got a good show uh, for you. Uh, we're um, you know we're going to talk about the uh, the chaining of uh, of pregnant women in mm. prisons, and, uh, uh, and hopefully uh, we're, we'll see how that works out. Uh, we're we're touch and go with with our uh, with our our guest today because it's. Uh, uh, you know, it's right. It's right in the middle of the session, and so we're right. we're hoping uh, to to work this whole thing out. And I'm sure we will. Uh, we, mm-hmm. If not, we'll get somebody. Listen, it'll be it'll be fine. <laughs> Trust me, it'll be fine. It'll be a good show. Uh, well, we want to start with uh, because why else would we have this, and other than for uh, shameless self promotion, uh, with our columns uh, that we wrote. <laughs> and really, uh, really more so, more so David's column because it was. Uh, it was it was very very good, a very very good column. It uh, I'm, I hear from people all the time about how much they like your columns in APR, and, and y'all should really check us out at alreporter.com. And um, it is uh, you know, but this one was 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 exceptionally well done. And Thank you. you know what? I, I have people say that to me sometimes, and and I always walk away thinking, well, are the other ones really shitty? I don't, I mean, you know. It's, <laughs> I really like that column you did. You know, this column was really, really well done. You know, I like that other bullshit you put out there. <laughs> you know, but no, all of them have been good. This this one was just really, really good. And uh, you know, I, it just I guess kind of uh, for a second, just kind of kind of walk people through who haven't read it what what the column was about. Yeah, Josh, thanks, bro. You know, the column was a reflection on lynching and the way that lynching has impacted my family. Mm -hmm. And I didn't grow up with this knowledge. I really didn't come to, uh, well, I, I, I'll, I'll put it like this. Uh, I told two stories about two, uh, about my uncle, one of my uncles, my mother had, um, let's see, she had, I think it was 11 brothers and so I told the story about one of her 11 brothers, my uncle Mop, that's what we called him, who was threatened basically with a lynching. And then um, my grandfather, my mother's father, um, who uh, they actually attempted to lynch him. And I talked about this because of the, uh, the pending signing of... Um, of the anti-lynching bill, the Emmett Till bill, which of course President Biden has now signed. And, uh, you know, what, one thing I've come to realize, Josh, is that there are a lot of black families 
who have these stories. Uh, we, we don't necessarily go around talking about them or sharing them, sharing them. Uh, but if you ever, but if, but if it ever comes up in conversation, what you sometimes find is that somebody will say, yeah, I, you know, something like that happened to my, and then fill in the blank, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so that's really why I wrote the column. It was a reflection on that. And just the fact that, um, the signing of this, of this, of this bill, this anti-lynching bill, um, I think what it really does is it helps to um, codify, first of all, clearly that the nation is taking a position against this specific kind of violence, mm-hmm. which, you know, resonates in ways that are intangible. Uh, you know, for generations, you know, because I'm I'm a couple generations removed from my grandfather, a generation removed from my uncle. And yet I still have some very, uh, you know, uh, I'm affected by these stories, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so, are, you know, some of my cousins and so forth. So that was the first thing. The second thing is that because lynchings are real today. Um, it matters. You know, you think about Ahmaud Aubrey, you think about Walter Scott, some of these other black men who uh, were victims of modern lynchings, right. either at the hands of police or the hands of civilians or, or what have you. Uh, you know, you realize this is a phenomenon that continues to stain our nation and to impact, I think, black families in particular. So. Mm-hmm. It's an important signing, and I really hope that it will help to uh, help to bring some healing, as also to br- and also to bring some hope as it relates to justice. And it and it helps to really, I think, frame this as the evil that it is. Yeah, I agree, and I, I'll tell you something else. Um, you know, there are. Well, first of all, I want to say that uh, we talked about. Uh, you know, modern lynchings and, and seeing things. I'll tell you, uh, one of the things that, um, you know, that, that struck me about it uh, and thinking about, you know, why is this necessary? Because you heard that a lot from people. Why, you know, why is this necessary you know, at this point in time? Well, when I, I'll say, when, when I see a group of kids or you know, young people or whatever walking through the streets carrying torches and chanting, mm. the Jews will not replace us. Mm. then I got to say that we're reverting back to a level of racism where like it or not, uh, you know, hyperbolic or not, you, uh, it's, uh, it, we're not far away from lynching again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're only a few steps removed from this. And, uh, and so I think that's why it's important it, uh, to, to uh, you know, to, to establish where we are now. And, um, you know, but I, you know, like, with your family, I think that there are also a lot of white families out there who have stories from the other side of this, not necessarily where they were uh, the aggressors uh, in things, but where they were they knew of things that were happening, uh, things that took place. As a matter of fact, um, so my family has a pretty... Uh, <laughs> Let's say colorful history <laughs> in uh, mm-hmm. uh, in North Alabama. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I've mentioned before. I have a great grandfather, a great great grandfather, whose uh, uh, the the Cater Bridge is named after. 
right. um, uh, who was a he was a steamboat captain that uh, mapped out some things. Also, a notorious drunk um, who should never have his name on anything. But um, you know, so and, and listen, that doesn't bother me at all. That's who we are. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the family. I, my 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 job in life is to do better than other people. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, but I, also, I will say there was also a story told to me by my grandmother. Uh, when I was growing up because she used to tell me these stories about them doing crazy things because she grew up on a, uh, a riverboat, uh, where they sold moonshine. <laughs> so, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and they were, uh, they were always <laughs> one step ahead of the tax man, uh, because they could just cut the moonshine off and let it sink to the bottom and then swim down later and pick it up, uh, wow. because they were on the boat. And so, uh, but they, that's what, how they made their living when my grandmother was a young girl. Um, and so then they, uh, established a business there of all things, selling muscle shell, exporting, uh, muscle shells out of the river to Japan, uh, for the creation of cultured pearls and, uh, turned mm. the whole family around. Yeah. Wow. I know it's a, yeah, it okay. turned into a whole export business that they ran for, for a number of years and, and they shipped logs, they shipped all sorts of things over. Uh, but, um, anyways, uh, it, one of the things that she told me was about the, the story of, um, I guess it was my great grandfather um, helping some black man who had done something uh, hide out and get away from people because they were they were mm. there was a there was a group of people coming after him and he wow. had they had he had worked with him or they had done something together and uh, and he helped him get a, get somewhere and I can't remember even the context in which she told me the story but I just remember thinking uh having no real understanding of that at the time but you know later as I learned mm-hmm. more especially with the establishment of the of the memorial in Montgomery I, I remember thinking about uh that story and thinking oh damn that's you know that's that's what he was facing you know that's what mm-hmm. my that and you know and that's what my whoever uh, was was helping him escape, and that's how serious it was. And it, because I just didn't remember taking it in that way, mm-hmm. uh, you know. It was because it's you know, I was a white kid growing up, and you know, I was doing okay, uh, and so I, you know, it was so foreign to me to think of that as being a thing. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. of course, we've we've also had the we've also had the discussions about how we what we were taught in schools around here. So why the hell would I be taught any of that? Um, you know, and, and so I just didn't have any, any concept of that and of what you talked about in your, in your column and of your family's history. And, um, it, it's just that it, I, I tie it, man, again, to this whole thing about CRT and, yeah. or as Herschel Walker calls it, CTR. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's just, you know, <laughs> Thank God. I know, right? Uh, you know, you know, concussions—a a hell of a thing. Uh, it, it's just—it's—you're it, um, it, diminishing. This is what you've lost by by cutting out that history. Anyway, is you've lost touch with um, a lot of your fellow citizens and what they went through, and you've not relayed those stories. So now people. Uh, like me for a long period of time, they don't understand the significance of things. They don't understand how people were hurt by things. They don't understand what was going on. And so that lack of understanding is purposeful. It's it's a thing that people do on purpose to make sure that they can do more shady shit in the future. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. that's what's taking place. And that's why it's important what we're talking about with, with that and, um, and the CRT debate, as they call it, uh, which is, 
you know, it's really dumb. What they're actually talking about is a factual history debate and right. what we're actually discussing. But yeah, I mean, it's just that, that sort of thing. I mean, it just is, there's so many families like yours that were touched by these awful, awful things yeah. and, and the treatment of those things. And we're not far removed. I mean, I know you say, you know, you're, it's, it was, you know, uh, you're a generation removed from it. That's not that far. You know, no, it's not. No, no. I mean, I still have, uh, as I said in the column, I still have this one memory of my uncle mop. Uh, and it's, it's the only memory I have of him because he literally could not, uh, he couldn't come into Mariana and just hang out like a normal person, Mariana, Florida, and mm-hmm. hang out like a, a normal person because of this death threat that was hanging over his head. And it's the reason why, instead of having the last name Stevens, my cousins have the last name Malone, my cousins who live in Dothan. And I talked to them before I uh, I wrote this column to make sure, or at least in the process of writing the column, to make sure they were okay with me, you know, revealing this because this has a direct impact on their lives. But, uh, you know, my cousins, man, um, you know, we really didn't, I didn't get to know them until they were, we were fully grown people. And, and a part of that really was that their father, my uncle, couldn't even come to the family reunions with any kind of, regularity or normal or, or normalcy, you know? Right. Uh, so, and this was all, and, you know, it was crazy. This is all over a woman. This was all <laughs> over a woman. You know, my, my uncle. Isn't uh, it always? I well, mean, my, they say, that's you the, know, you know, I mean, <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm but, kidding but, you to know, everyone. Yeah, I, but I mean, you're right. I mean, I, you know, so much of, so much of life and history, it seems like is defined by somebody's personal, uh, anger or jockeying over something or someone. And, and, and that's, that's what really triggered this whole thing with my uncle. Now with my, with my grandfather, it was a lot more of the traditional kind of, uh, insanity, hateful insanity that, that, you know, black people were subjected to during the Jim right. Crow era where, you know, you, 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 you say something that a white person doesn't like, or you use the wrong tone, or you mm-hmm. or you don't say something that they think you were supposed to say, like yes sir, no sir, whatever, and then and then they feel like that that's okay. Well, then I got to yeah. kill you because you don't know yeah. how to talk to white people. You know? <laughs> right? And yeah. It, and I yeah. mean, really. And if it no, had yeah. been, you know, if it had been for the fact that my grandfather and his brothers and and the older some of my older uncles were, I guess, of the kind of spirit and mindset where they were like, uh, yeah, no, it's not going down like that. You know, <laughs> right. so they, they barricaded a road and uh and they were armed and these and this white posse that came to get my grandfather uh discovered that uh uh as Ice Cube said, uh well the reverse of what Ice Cube said, it wasn't gonna be a good day. <laughs> so <laughs> right. That's what they found. Yeah, I tell you one of my one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite sayings that I, uh, I've ever heard, and, and I never I never heard this, and I, I know it's very common, uh, but I never heard this until until I started covering Alabama State University, and there were so many older black men that used this saying, which was, 
Ain't no fun when the rabbit's got the gun, is it? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> and I, I never heard I like it before, that. but they used it all the time, and I and I thought it was just great. Ain't no fun when the rabbit's got the gun, is it? <laughs> and that's, <laughs> but, a, that's a great <laughs> yeah. that's a great way to describe the situation that they walked into because what they thought was going to be the rabbit actually ended up being, you yeah. know, a well armed adversary, and they couldn't overcome it. Yeah, it's yeah. well, uh, and and thankfully uh, that mm-hmm. was the case. Uh, you know, it, it it's a um, it's a shame we're still dealing with this. And and you, you let me tell you why we're still dealing with a lot of these things and and why it's come back is what I wrote about in my column, yeah. um, uh, which is we have a lot of people who are too cowardly uh, and too self interested to stand up for what they know is right. And instead, will embrace what they know to be wrong and what they know to be the wrong thing and completely out of their character in order to save themselves, in order to achieve an office somewhere to to attract voters. And we're doing it right now uh, with Mike Grant and Katie Britt and Mo Brooks uh, to to an extent, Mo Brooks. uh, But really, Mo is just insane. Uh, So, I mean, really, Mo is the crazy that you're embracing more so than he's embracing the crazy. Uh, But, you know, and that's it's kind of what I wrote about it. We've reached a level of pathetic with this that. I didn't I didn't think it was achievable, honestly. I mean, to watch Mike Durant, Mike, I mean, Katie Britt, I, I, you know, I'm disgusted by a lot of the things that she said recently to try to attract these people. But Mike Durant's covening of the Trump endorsement. This is a man, Mike in, in Durant, who was John McCain's friend worked on John McCain's campaign, knew the the back and forth between Trump and John McCain and knew how McCain felt about it. In addition to that, and actually not in addition to that, more importantly than all that, Mike Durant is a POW, was captured and held in a foreign land for a period of time and feared for his life, rightfully so, was was rightfully an American hero for, for an extended period of time. And and was still, you know, uh, one of the main uh, characters in, in a very famous movie, Black Hawk Down, um, uh, and, and what went into rescuing him there. And But for that man to go and seek out the endorsement of somebody who has publicly stated that he doesn't he likes soldiers who weren't captured. Uh, and, and to and who had attacked McCain and who said the only reason McCain was popular was because uh, why they thought of him as a good soldier was because he was captured uh, and questioned whether or not McCain was actually tortured, uh, questioned McCain's story about what he what happened to him in the in the camp in Vietnam. All of that. Trump did all of those things. It wasn't just that one awful thing that everybody knows he said. He did all sorts of things and talked yeah. about McCain awful. Okay, Mm -hmm. and talked about people who have been captured in awful, awful ways. Shit on Gold Star families. That's what I was just going to say. I I mean, all the time he did this. Mm -hmm. A man who took five deferments, Mm -hmm. five for bone spurs and horse shit like that. Mm -hmm. And for that dude to go down to Mar-a-Lago with his fucking hat in his hand and ask for, oh, please, can I have your endorsement? I mean, it's the ultimate level of cowardice that I've seen. 
from somebody that once held the stature that Mike Durant holds. Now, I mean, and listen, I'm not letting Katie Britt off the hook with this, okay? I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not at all because she's done the same shit and done the same stuff about that stupid-ass border wall and promising to find funding, mm-hmm. which, by the way, the hell ever happened to Mexico paying for the damn wall? You right. know? Everybody remember right. that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's what it's what we used to call selling your soul to the devil. Uh, and I And I mean that you know, uh, euphemistically, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, literally, I'm not saying that they literally, uh, made some deal with the great Satan, uh, you know, of, uh, of biblical lore, but I am saying that I think they have tremendously compromised their integrity and, uh, really shown that, um, that, 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 that winning this election is more important than their character. Mm-hmm. And that's really disappointing because, as you've stated, and I, you know, look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a democratic, I'm a democrat, I, I you know, I'm a liberal, mm-hmm. you know, I'm as far away from uh, ever considering voting for Katie Britt or um, Mike Durant uh, as 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 one can possibly be, but that doesn't mean that that I didn't see things in them that were admirable. I think they're both impressive people. I think mm-hmm. they have both achieved uh, great things in in our in our nation. Yes, you know, they're impressive people. They're yes. not, you know, and and I, you know, so th- there's a lot to admire about both of them, which makes this really very disappointing, honestly, because you know I think that people who've accomplished what they've accomplished, winning this race or winning this primary shouldn't be so important to them that they would feel it, pardon me, feel a need to compromise their character like this. It's disappointing. Yeah, it's, it, it is, it is beyond disappointing. Uh, and, and not just for the reasons that I mentioned with Durant and the POW talk. Also, uh, let's, let's not forget, there is this little matter of undermining all American democracy uh, that, that Trump has done per, quite purposefully. Um, and, and a federal judge said so. And that's basically what I based the column on was the comments from, from a federal judge. Uh, I believe it was David Carter is his name. Uh, and yes, you know, who wrote, yeah. who wrote this last week that obviously, obviously the goal was to undermine the election. There was no legal theory that they were chasing. That was, uh, you know, some, some grand legal theory, some unique legal theory that they were after here that was going, uh, to, uh, to make this all okay. They were not doing that. There was no, there was no fraud in the election and they knew that. And what gave it away, as the judge wrote, was Trump's call to the secretary of state in Georgia, which was recorded and played for all the world to hear, uh, in which he went, you know, there was fraud. Oh, there was fraud. There was fraud. There was fraud. There was fraud. Oh, look, guys, can we just find 11,000 and some odd votes here? Can we just do that? That's one more than I need. You know, and and he named the specific number that he needed. So at the end of the day, as the judge said, all of this stuff uh, is, is pointing towards the same thing. You combine all of the evidence and it points towards the same thing, that Trump was simply trying to find a way to stay in power, which is what dictators uh, and authoritarian leaders do. They just find a way to stay in power. That's all that he was looking to do. And he didn't he didn't make a damn to him about the Constitution, didn't make a damn about the, the law or anything else. All he wanted to do was stay in 
power. And so he was he tried to turn Mo Brooks. My, which, by the way, Mo Brooks last week was was dancing all over everybody's TV screen talking about the illegal uh, scheme mm-hmm. that Trump was trying to rope him into and how he stood up to him over this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just and now he's still running. He's still running ads and still giving interviews talking about how uh, Katie Britt and Mike Durant would do nothing to stand up to the fraud that took place in the 2020 election. There was no fraud, okay? Not on a not on a scale that was meaningful in any way, you know. And really, really, the only fraud that you've heard of, if I'm not mistaken, was the fraud that has been perpetrated by by Trump voters that were out there voting. I mean, every time you hear a story about somebody getting arrested, it's another Trump person, yeah. you know. It's, yeah, Mo is uh, Mo is doing. Uh, he's doing a really amazing job of doublespeak. I mean, he's <laughs> literally contradicting himself, you know, on a routine basis. You know, on mm-hmm. the one hand, he's saying, as you pointed out, you know, he's he's saying that there was some big fraud, which of course is the big lie. But then on the other hand, he's saying, you know, Trump tried to coerce him into. Uh, you know, acting in a way that would have been contrary to what was constitutionally, ethically, or legally possible, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to the election. And it's just, uh, it's very strange that that people aren't, and maybe this is why he's taking such a dive in the polls. Maybe people are just, uh, in part, trying to figure out how is he, you know, what 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 is he doing? You know, he's not making any sense. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's part of it. But come come what may, whatever the case may be as it relates to Mo Brooks, this thing with uh, with Mike Durant, I think, and Katie Britt is really, again, very disturbing. And uh, And I think your column really does point out the fact that here are two people who you know, I mean, I've kind of written Mo off. I've written mm-hmm. Mo off as somebody who was a viable, reasonable candidate a long time ago. But the, but these other two, you know, I, I thought at least they were reasonable. I thought they were viable. But I think as your as your column points out, if you're willing to not only kowtow to the person who was perpetuating an obvious lie, but also to the person who literally, literally tried to turn America into what would have been an autocratic dictatorship, mm-hmm. then how in the world do you look at yourself in the mirror? How do you look at your children in the face? How do you look at voters in the face? What do we, I mean, what, you know, because you, you basically are sanctioning tacitly the destruction of the very democracy that you say you want to be elected to participate yeah. in. Yeah. And, and you know what, what gets me about the whole thing, cause you're a hundred percent right. Uh, and what, what gets me about this whole thing is, is we both know, we both know. And, and a lot of people know that those people are playing a part like two actors. And we both know that they know better than what they're saying. And we both know that they're only doing this because they don't want to alienate a small percentage of Republican voters right there that could swing the election one way or the other. And we both know that they're selling out everything, you know, everything they believe in, but they're selling out a lot of the stuff that they believe in uh, in order to win an election. And it, and along the way, what they're also doing 
is helping to perpetuate this myth of, of voter fraud or that Trump was done the wrong or that so there was some that Joe Biden isn't the duly elected president as our attorney general refused to say in front of the Supreme Court because he's an embarrassment uh, that will not never end, apparently. Um, and you're, you're continuing this when I don't. There, there's no there's no reason. Isn't there some redeeming quality in in in, in standing up and saying, listen, I, I, I'm not getting into all that. Uh, you, know, you don't even have to condemn it. You don't even have you don't have to do anything. You don't have to to condemn the president, but just say, look, I've done a lot of I've done a lot of audits on that election, and I don't know. Seems like it was okay, you know. I mean, or or just say, listen, I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on the uh, boom, 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 boom. One, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten things uh, that I'm going to focus on, and uh, th- this is going to be the focus of my campaign. Right. Uh, here and we're not we're not going to rehash all this other stuff and we're not getting into these things. These are the things that matter here. And and we could we not have a debate about uh, you know your your conservative uh, principles or your conservative uh, ideas for the economy or whatever. You know these are things that we can have a discussion about. These yeah. other things. They're bullshit. I mean, yeah. they just simply are. They're just simply bullshit. We know that this is not true, and you're you're placating a bunch of people who are are childish. They just don't want their guy to have lost, and there's no amount of evidence that's ever going to convince them. And so you're just playing to them because it's the easiest thing to do. And and along the way, you're just hurting people. Is all you're doing. It's just hurting everything. Yeah, real leaders lead. Yeah, real leaders lead, and leadership is not you know, does not involve making easy choices all the time, but real leaders lead. And as you said, they could simply address the facts. They don't have to denigrate Trump, you know, no. and, and that, and that would be the smart thing to do. Just don't, don't denigrate Trump. Don't even make Trump a factor. Focus on the needs of the people of Alabama and your plan, you know, to address that. Now that, that would be the, to me, that would be the, the, the high road. That would be the road with integrity and character to take, uh, you know, but what they're doing right now is just it's disappointing. Very yeah. disappointing. It is. It is. I mean, I, you know, I don't know Mike Durant personally. I know some people who do know him and they think very highly of him and I think highly of them. And so I, I trust uh, that he is a, a he is a, a decent person uh, outside of the stuff that happened with his sister, uh, which, I mean, somebody's going to have to answer for at some point. Well, that's, um, well, that also is pretty troubling, honestly. Yeah, but, very, very but, troubling. But, you know, but I think if he were to, uh, you know, perhaps, perhaps, the you know, you know, giving, I mean, he was also in a tough spot. I understand that, you know, his father and his sister and family things can be really, the pressure could be on you, but I, but I think, you know, he's just got to be accountable for that. He's just got to, I mean, you can't, there's no excuse for saying, well, you don't know what my sister did. Well, I'm pretty sure she didn't molest somebody in the family for 15 years, right? you know? So, I mean, you know, I know that. And so, but you know, it's, and so you can't choose the father because that, 
paints a better picture for the cameras. And right. I think that's what took place there yeah. is that. And, um, and he's just got to own up to that. I, th- yeah. I think, you know, yeah, I, I think so too. I think he ought to make amends and try to make an apology and do that. And I think, you know, I've talked to his sister many times. I think she would be open to such a thing, but you know, yeah. that's, you know, but I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think maybe it's too far down the road for him to, to do that at this point because he took the other tack. But, you know, I do know Katie Britt. I have talked to her several times and and it's it's disappointing it's disappointing to watch this play out now uh and to watch them both go down to mar-a-lago hat in hand and 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 beg for you know some crumbs from from that con man it's just it really is it's really really disappointing so so you wouldn't have predicted this based on because i've never met her i've never been around her to my knowledge uh i've never been i've been around her boss or her former boss shelby Mm -hmm. several times but I, i don't know if i've been around her to your knowledge do you, I mean, you didn't see this coming. You, this is I, I would have, surprise I would have thought she would have taken the Shelby approach, uh, which would have been, you know, not to do exactly what we're talking about, which is just stay above the whole fray and, uh, you know, not not get into that that sort of nonsense. Talk about what she's going to do. Talk about her plans, all that. And um, I, I just, you know, I, it is surprising to me that she chased after the, the Trump endorsement on the things. It's surprising to me that Durant has done the same thing, uh, you know, given the comments and uh, the relationship he had with that. And I honestly, I, I kind of feel like that if Trump's going to endorse somebody, it would probably be Brit. Uh, but uh, because I think he hates Durant just for the association uh, with McCain, which is kind of an odd uh, dynamic that Trump well, is more holding on to the uh, to the old feud than Durant is. So, right. so this is that's interesting. I know we're we're running out of time for this segment, but I, I got to ask you this in light of what you just said, and I get the logic of what you're saying. I really do. But I but I I have this one question. So, Trump hates Durant because of Durant's association with McCain. That's our understanding. But we also know that Trump hates being labeled a loser, mm-hmm. and right now Durant is has got a ten point polling lead on Brit. That's fake. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nobody okay. has run a single negative ad about Mike Durant. As soon as those, those things start and they're coming, as soon mm-hmm. as those things start, that's going to take a dive. Uh, okay. I mean, you know, his, his favorability right now is off the charts and, you know, versus his unfavorables. And, and that's because nobody paid any attention to him until right now. Uh, you know, and it's because he saturated the airwaves with his ads about, you know, his heroism and stuff. Rightfully so. That's what he's supposed to do. Uh, but nobody has run a single ad attacking Mike Durant. And, uh, you know, once those things start and you, uh, they start examining him some, th- those things will take a dive. And, you know, the, the, the bad news for him is that, uh, Katie Britt has already endured a lot of ads from, from Mo Brooks. And I think hers has gone about as low as it's going to go. So we'll see, we'll see what, at least she can close the gap, but all right, let's, uh, let's slide out of here. We're going to come back and uh, get representative Rolanda Hollis on and, uh, and talk about her bill, which uh, is kind of preventing the shackling of, of pregnant women, which is a very, very important thing it, you know, to us anyways. So, and to the pregnant women, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, back in a minute, Alabama Politics This Week. I'm David Person with Alabama Politics This Week. You know you listen to me and Josh every week, and we have a blast as we talk about Alabama politics and culture and as we interview newsmakers 
and journalist about Alabama politics and culture. Thanks for your support of this great podcast. And I hope that you will continue to not only listen, but to share it with your friends and also give us a rating on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to it. Thanks a lot. All righty. Welcome back. Alabama Politics This Week. Josh Moon, David Person. And, yeah, you know, we um, there's a lot of times we have people on and, and we talk about, um, you know, what we need in, in terms of representatives and, and senators uh, in our state legislature and the work that they do and focusing on on nonsense bills and, and, and really doing things instead that, that help the people and help the, you know, the least of these. Uh, you know, we we have we have a tendency to skip right over the people that need help the most a lot of times. And, and so that was one of the reasons why I, I was really, really happy. Uh, when Representative Rolanda Hollis was able to come on with us this week. Um, and uh, because you you look back, and I wish you would, David, at some point, go back and, and go on the, the website for the state legislature and look at the bills that she sponsors mm. and look at who they're focused on and look at what the focus of those bills are and, and how and where her focus is for things. And uh, at Representative Hollis, we, we really appreciate you taking, I know you're right out of session, right? You're actually still in session right now. So we really appreciate you taking some time to, uh, to come on with us. It, it gives me a small mental break. <laughs> I understand. I understand completely. Uh, it's uh, you know, it, uh, but I, I'm serious about that. You know, the, the two bills that you have right now that that, that well, have passed the House. Uh, one's a, a shackling bill that would prevent uh, the shackling of pregnant women uh, in mm-hmm. prison, and another mm-hmm. one is uh, supplying feminine hygiene products uh, to students in schools. Um, mm-hmm. it, these are. Oh, well, I guess. I guess first, tell, can you tell me what the motivation was behind both of those bills for you? Okay, um, the the shackling bill. The motivation was uh, uh, was the first person was a, a lady named Pamela Wynn who actually went through this process, and uh, due to the process, she uh, uh, lost her baby, and. Um, you know, she's been all over trying to get these bills passed all over the United States. And me sitting down talking to other women that this, that has actually been through this. And one lady uh, that I talked to actually this week, Nicole, um, Nicole was pregnant with twins. And not only did they have her shackled, they had her in belly chains to shackle. So if you Ooh. belly and shackle you have you and you're pregnant you showing you they know they know that you're pregnant and then you 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 know you you like i don't know if you can see me but if you shackle then you're Mm -hmm. actually like this and you cannot move you know and uh she was pregnant with twins and she's walking down steps and she actually lost her balance and um, uh, it was a female officer that caught her. So had she fallen, you know, she she would have lost her baby. So it's all about the health and safety of the women that's that's pregnant. And my thing is, just because uh, you're incarcerated, don't does not mean that you have to be treated uh, not like a human, right? You know, and and uh, and, and 
I've had some, you know, pushback on the bill, but in the bill, it states that if 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 the woman is a flight risk or she cannot be contained, then you may have to do what you have to do. But if this is a female, you know, she's not trying to hurt her baby. She's not trying to do anything. And 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 actually sitting down talking to women that has actually been handcuffed to the bed doing an active labor. You know, where is she going? (laughs) You know, where is she going? And so in in a lot of my bills do concentrate on kids and on females because if you look around anywhere in 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 whatever state, in in the, the Senate or in the House of Representatives, it's the majority of men. Right. And 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 some men do not understand what women go through. And and this oh, and the guy who one of the guys that pushed back, I was like, hey, I don't know if you've been pregnant or not, but I can't, you, you know, women go through, you know, being pregnant. You know, you right. can't even, you know, it, you can't hardly sleep. You got to turn a certain way to even sleep. You know, yeah. so mm-hmm. and and I just think that um, it is it, these are still human beings, mm-hmm. um, and is is all about protecting uh, the baby right. and making sure that that baby get here in good health. Yeah, you know? and uh, so and I mean, some of the stories that you hear from women that went through it, you know, and, and like one lady said, hey, I had to do 18 months. All I'm trying to do is get through my 18 months and to make sure my baby come here safely, but how can I do this if I'm missing? And if you handcuff to somebody, you know, at a certain time, you're not supposed to raise your arms up way over your, your head, but mm-hmm. if I'm handcuffed to somebody, if they raise their arm, my arm is going up too. Mm-hmm. In, in this building, and then also it talks about uh, you know, if if a female is asked to uh, squat and cough, then we don't want to have, unless they feel that maybe she's hiding contraband. And if that is the issue, then let it be a professional healthcare provider right. to check her everybody can't go up in there trying to see what's going on mm-hmm. when you got a baby you know and mm-hmm. so that's all this building is doing and basically what we're trying to do is 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 protect the babies and you know and in and if you care about babies bo- babies being born Let's not be hypocrites. Right. Yeah. So I say it's weird you're getting pushed back in the pro-life state uh, like we are. Oh, okay. Uh, Absolutely. So I was like, you know, I feel like I'm around some hypocrites. Let's, 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 you know, let's, we're trying to protect a fetus. We're trying to protect a baby and we're trying to protect this baby coming into the world. The baby is innocent. It has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with what was done. Right. And, and, you know, we, we, you know, we don't have to treat people in uh, as far as inhumane, you know, so, but still people. Right. So, Representative Hollis, let me ask you a question. The proponents of shackling pregnant women, are they suggesting that there are documented cases or incidents 
where pregnant women have somehow become a threat or been shown, demonstrated to be a threat in some way that would require this? Well, well, let me ask ask that question one more time so I can make sure I understand what you're asking. Are the people who believe that pregnant women should be shackled in these cases, are they saying that the women that they know of cases or they've got some kind of data that shows that pregnant women are a danger in some kind of way? No, no, no. I I just feel like, I, I just feel like these are, people that men, I'm just going to say it, that's not being sympathetic uh, to pregnant women. And and because when we was trying to get it through a committee, you know, all they could think about is what if it's, what if, what if this is someone that we cannot contain? What if this, they come out the gate fighting us and doing this? I'm like, we're talking about a pregnant, pregnant human being. You know, and that's when if a, if a, most females that I know, you know, their first thought is to do whatever to protect that baby until they get here. That's right. That's right. And they're they're not trying to come now. If they come out after you, it states that if 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 they're flight risk, if they cannot contain be contained, then you got to do whatever you got to do to protect yourself. But other than that, we're asking you. Not to shackle, not to uh, uh, um, uh, 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 handcuff to the bed doing uh, an active label. And, and if you have to handcuff her, then handcuff her in front of her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you know, Representative Hollis, I've never had a baby. But I can tell, <laughs> but I can tell you this. I helped make a baby. Okay, now. <laughs> and, okay now. and and during the nine months that we went through that process, I can tell you that if 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 my if my son's mother, you know, had she as as the process went on, she was less mobile. Okay. Right? She yes. was less agile. Yes. She was uh I mean, you know, and, and of course, you know, there were days when just you know, getting out of bed, you know, was a challenge and there was yes. swollen feet and yes. ankles and, and all of that. Because yes. you inside of your body is being pushed to the side, making room for this, for this, for this, this, this baby. Yes. And, and, and also the bill also talks about uh, uh, postpartum after you have the baby. A woman is still going through things after the baby come because your body has to adjust back. And there were instances when uh, a female was like, you know, when I had my baby, they still wanted me to swat and cough and I am still full of blood. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. and, and I'm still, you know, you 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 barely walking yeah. after you had that baby. So where are you going? You 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 have enough strength. Your strength is you still using the strength, especially if you are breastfeeding, because you still have that strength that you still have to use. You know, and not to mention how tired you are. 
you know. So it, it's just, it, and I just think that um, I focus on a lot of issues dealing with uh, female and children because by being a majority of male that's uh, work in 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 this field in politics, you know, and and I, I as as I go through. Uh, the bills that I have, I, I try to educate as I go along, you know, and uh, even with um, HB 50 with the feminine hygiene products and um, in, in, in what motivated that bill, I started on that bill. It was twins that came to me on their 12th grade, on their 12th birthday. They told their parents they wanted feminine hygiene products. They had they didn't know why these these girls was asking for this. And they was like, what? They took them shopping. They got buggies of feminine hygiene products. They came home, they put me back, and their parents said, I, you know, what are we gonna do with this? Why you wanna do this? And they said, because we see that there's a need within our schools of females that do not have these products. And by their mom being a counselor, we also hear you talking. And so they're 14 now. So this is how long it took me to get this mm. bill where it is today. I have sat with young girls who they do not have the resources to purchase these products. I have done uh, with four, what we call prevent period of poverty, where people come and donate these feminine hygiene products. I have had so many grown women say, you know what, Representative Hollis, I was that girl. I was that girl. We have females that miss school because they do not have the products. Uh, we have, I have sat and watched little girls literally show me how to make a tampon out of a popsicle stick. <laughs> I have literally sat down with little girls. I'm sorry. What? To show me how to make tampons out of a popsicle stick. And I said, and I said, do you not know oh my God. when you take that out that you got residue left in your body, which can cause Toxic shock, toxic shock syndrome, as well as bacteria infections. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 I have young girls to say, my mother told me I better not use no more than two of her face rags. You know, oh. because they cannot afford the products. Mm. And and so and I had to explain to a lot of men, and and I really had to go into a deep deep thought myself and I say, you know, I'm gonna give you me in a pass. Let me tell you why I'm gonna give you a pass. Because 95% of young females, when they do first have a period, they go to their mothers. Their mothers tell them how to use where they are. And then, you know, they're done with that. If the father come home and the daughter's sick or laying in the bed, they ask what's going on. She said, well, okay, it's that time. 
or she's cramping and then they go on about their business. So they were never really involved the male, but I, I have had a lot of males to ask a lot of questions you about and, and they get it. And then I said, now if you, you got a wife or you didn't had a girlfriend, y'all been real close. You didn't been to the store one time, you know, you know, in some mm-hmm. instance, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. some, you'd have been to the store and, but it's the, it's the, it's the, the thing of, People really like can afford these products. If you go in and buy a small box of tampons, you're paying ten dollars plus. You know, and 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 you you got young females to say, I go for five days. I have five tampons. I have to use it as long as I can till I cannot use any more because I know how many more days I have, which mm. can cause problems. Uh, of infection and toxins, yeah. all that stuff, everything, uncleanliness. You know, you have females that have dropped out of school because they have sawed their clothes mm-hmm. and because, you know, young males and do not understand and they're made of, they're made fun of. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, and it's an embarrassment. You know, and and these are real things that's 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 happening. That's neat. But you know, I did pass a bill a few years ago, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, on women that's incarcerated to have feminine hygiene products mm-hmm. uh, at no cost, as well as uh, uh, juveniles to get uh, time for credit serve because they'll be sitting in juvenile and be there for six months and. When they go before the judge, the judge said, well, you're going to get six months. They got to stay six more months, you know? So, you know, but there's a lot of things that, but um, Senator Linda Coleman is handling the uh, feminine hygiene bill up there in the Senate. And uh, Senator Bobby Singleton is handling the shackling bill up there, which I think these are two bills that this are really needed. And um, I mean, I wish that you, I can hear some of the stories that's, you know, told from women that that women that has experienced. The lady who motivated the Shackling bill uh, lost her baby. Uh, she laid in blood for six hours before mm-hmm. somebody came to see about her and check on her. And by the time they got to her, she'd already lost the baby. Mm. Yeah, it's, mm. it, the, the stories on these are are horrific, and I've read a lot of them. Um, and and the, and the stories about the girls at school. I mean, I remember this debate lot from last session as well about the feminine yeah. hygiene products, and I remember. Uh, uh, the well, there was some pushback, uh, one pushback from a lady who runs a charter school, uh, who was uh, uh, <coughs> pushing back, who was who should never be anywhere near education of anybody, in my opinion. Oh yeah, but, absolutely. And I, I asked her, I was like, you know, I'm feeling some kind of weight because I thought you were a female, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so it's, and yeah. I'm going to say, I'm, I am going to say it. It wasn't about the care of the female. It was about her having to provide these products within her school. Exactly. It was about the dollar. And that's yeah. what it was about. And, yeah, and yeah, she didn't seem yeah. to mind spending dollars on her family members, but you know, it's uh... absolutely that bothered me so bad because you know, all of us did not come from a household that had the resources to right. buy these products, yeah. you know. And 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 I've had a couple of women that sit in the house with me that said, Ro, 
Thank you for bringing this bill because I was that girl. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you about what What about your Republican colleagues, Representative Hollis? Uh, I'm talking about the females now. I'm talking about the women. Do they sympathize? Do they sympathize with what you're trying to do? Absolutely. I, I actually have uh, um, Terry Collins, uh, Debbie Woods. They helped me push this bill through committees. You know, uh, um, you know, they and I think Terry actually. uh did an amendment on one of them to help to make it better. I think if I'm not mistaken, it could be something else. But yeah, those two women right there really uh, helped me bring Good it man. out the ballpark. Yeah. So we, they, you know, we work together on that. Yeah. Good for them. You know, my, my argument has always been about the feminine hygiene products is uh, if you can provide your superintendent with a car, you can provide, you, you can, you can damn sure find the money to provide feminine hygiene products for, for kids who can't afford them. That's uh, right. That, uh, and, I, and, and one of the things is I could have passed that bill last year. Mm-hmm. And I, when I, and I thought about it and I told, I told the twins, I said, I, I, I can't pass this bill without any teeth in it. I said, we, we need some monies in this bill. And, um, um, uh, um, uh, David Garrett, who is the chair of the Education Trust Fund, is with Senator Orr. They both work with me, and uh, and they did put uh, I think it was two hundred thousand dollars in the bill. And I was like, you know, we always could come back and ask for some money, maybe a hundred thousand, one or two. But I was appreciative for that because I know I always can go back to ask for more money. But we had to get something in that bill, and and I think that. Uh, uh, Danny is a friend of mine. I think his wife threatened him. Left about that, she threatened, threatened. She did threaten him, and that helped a whole lot. And uh, even I saw her yesterday, and she saw the Shacklin bill, and we were saying how she's like, "That is a good bill." And I screamed down the hall and tell Danny to turn around. I said, "Can you tell him again, please?" You know. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I on on that side, I did have some help. You know, I did. Good. I did. Good. Good for them. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. look, I, I know uh, we're on both bills. We're, we're just waiting on the on the Senate. Uh, the uh, the feminine hygiene product uh, uh, bill has has moved out of committee at this point, and just waiting on a floor vote. And uh, and the shackling bill is waiting in on committee action. And so, right. And hopefully, uh, you know, I don't know about Bobby so much, but Linda, she's she's good. Uh, but you know, it's uh, <laughs> no, Bobby's good people. I like Bobby a lot, and and I I think they'll they'll both do good work up there. And and. Listen, you know, I just want to say, I appreciate, I do, I appreciate what you do and what you've done and, and the work there and, um, and and people who do what you do and focus on on the folks that you focus on are very necessary uh, in, in our state government and there's not enough of them. Uh, and so you know, I hope you, I hope you'll keep it up. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I, as uh, Representative Rolanda Hollis, and I just uh, really appreciate her joining us for a, yes. a little while and, uh, yes. and, and and the work she does. And it, it's uh, it really is necessary and needed. And uh, I this mean, this is God's the work, man. I mean, this is yeah. God's work. I this, mean, this it doesn't get any more righteous than this. Oh, you yeah. said thing because when folks ask me, how do you do this? How do you do? I said, honey, it is a calling. It is a true calling because you cannot do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it is. It is ninety nine percent banging your head against the wall. I know that. So right, it's, uh, right. You're right. right. I was like, we walk around with bruises all day. Mm. <laughs> all right. As Representative Rolanda Haas, we're going to slide out of here. We'll be back in just a minute. Alabama politics this week. Back in a minute. If you would uh, like an opportunity to interact with us here at uh, Alabama Politics this week, uh, we've got a great way for you to do that. Uh, shoot a question over to apwproducer at gmail.com. That's apwproducer at gmail.com. Anything about Alabama politics you want to know about, uh, I don't know, what, what everybody likes to drink or uh, where everybody likes to hang out or you know, whatever, whatever your question may be. Uh, what chances the Democrats might have uh, in the uh, the upcoming midterm elections? Uh, shoot us a question over at apwproducer at gmail.com. apwproducer at gmail.com. Thanks. All righty, welcome back. Alabama Politics This Week. Uh, let me remind you if you'd like to uh, send us a message, which, by the way, we had a message uh, this week. Uh, oh, did we? From Stephen. Then Stephen sent us a message about, uh, uh, man, about something. So you can see how seriously we're taking this. Uh, so <laughs> I'm sorry. We did. I, I'm, I'm actually looking I, back for it right now as we're talking. Okay. Uh, All right. So I, 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 I will find the message uh, that, okay. that Stephen sent. But if you'd like, if you would like to send one, uh, you, you can get us at APW uh, producer at gmail.com. That's APW producer at gmail.com and uh, you send us a, send us a nice email and uh, you know, let us know what's uh, what's on your mind and what uh, you know, anything you'd like for us to talk about. Uh, we will be happy to do so. Uh, and, and, you know, and even sometimes we'll even remember what you sent. Oh, here, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I found it. I found it. Steven. Yes. Steven sent us an email as an idea for the show. Um, continue to enjoy the show. I appreciated Josh recently discussing the Italian restaurant where the plot against Guy Hunt was hatched. I'm a sucker for Alabama history of all sorts, but especially Alabama political history. Josh has a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> this is one of the best emails we've ever received, <laughs> by the way. Let me say that right now. Um, Josh has a wealth of knowledge, and I think it'd be a great recurring feature for the show and a great conversational prompt to feature a quick snapshot of a historical moment. It could be an anniversary of something that happened that week or it could just be random, but I think an understanding of our state's history benefits future strategies. Uh First of all, Stephen, thank you for the for the very well written and astute email. All right, I think every point you made, especially those about me, were spot on. Um, <laughs> um, but I I also think that that's a that's a fine idea, um, and especially once we get outside of the legislative session uh, and when we're kind of looking for uh, for topics to cover, I think that'd be a really good idea to, to throw in a. You know, a historical factor too. We talk about something that happened in the past and uh, and have a discussion about it because there are a lot of. Uh, now I'll say a lot of my uh, a lot of my historical knowledge of this state is uh, specific to gaming. I know a lot of lot of stuff about gaming, um, and there are some stories. Um, there are some stories that you just would not believe the things that took on. Now, I'll say this: there was once. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get through this. There, <laughs> there, <laughs> Is that funny? 
Well, I, I can't wait to hear it now. Uh, the, <laughs> they had uh, they were having a meeting at um, what will they say at a at a at a gambling establishment? Okay, okay. in this state. All right, and it included uh, some county commissioners, some lawmakers, uh, some others. And it really was less of a of a meeting, and it was just kind of an informal gathering of people. Just you know, they're just kind of kind of hanging out, and the, the place is open for business. The place is open mm-hmm. for business, and there are uh, there are servers going back and forth, bringing food and drink to the to the various people, and they're doing some gambling while they're there. You know, it's a it's a place where you can gamble, uh, and. Uh, uh, Maybe on dogs running and things like that, um, and so all this is taking place, and and the night stretches on, possibly a little too far, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so uh, one of the one of the servers is an attractive female. Okay, mm-hmm. so I think you see where we're headed. I do. Um, I do. She returns. To, the, 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 the crowd has thinned at this point. She mm-hmm. returns to the table to find one of the one of the politicians. I'll just say it. one of the politicians is no longer wearing pants. Huh. <laughs> yeah, just right out in front. Uh, there. Huh. Um, and is uh, very openly. I mean, listen. This is not like a closed back room, okay? This is is taking place in the area where other people are. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that he was playing with the joystick? He was indeed. Yes. Wow. Now, was he doing this in such... Did you you get the feeling that he was doing this thinking perhaps in a drunken state that this would be not just pleasurable for him, but perhaps for... Oh, yes. He was... was, This was some sort of a mating ritual, I believe, that he was... Was was he he trying to come on to... He thought he was... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly what he was doing. Yeah. You know, I've had a fair amount of experience with women in my life. (laughs) I've never... I've never known a woman to say, you know... I would have gone out with you if you'd only dropped your pants first and started playing with the joystick. Yeah, I, just, I know, right? I, that's never happened to me. Yeah, no. Uh, and it, it uh, the, the effect, as you might imagine, was yeah. uh, basically to send her screaming in the opposite direction. And so, I would uh, imagine you know, so. Yeah. yeah, there was a, and I will say that this is on tape somewhere currently. So, uh, uh, but it's listen, on tape. Oh, it's on tape. Yeah. Uh, have you have you seen the tape? No, I have not. I've not seen it. I did oh. not want to see it. Okay. I didn't <laughs> I did not want to see it. I I requested specifically, please don't show that to me. Uh so <laughs> uh but no, it's uh yeah, man. Uh there are I, I cannot Ooh. tell you and I guess people would probably know where these stories came from because they know who who one of my great friends was uh before he passed away. And um and so Ooh. I have God, I've got an endless number of stories uh, along those same lines that are, I mean, they're, they're, let me just say, men are disgusting human beings. We are. We are. We are uh, uh, atrociously disgusting human beings. Uh, And and things that they will do in uh, in their own self-interest are never cease to amaze. And that's one of the lessons that I learned uh, from from the, the late great Milton McGregor. We, we is yeah. uh, always count on people to to do the worst, uh, yeah. and and just be ready, just be ready with a recording device when they do. 
<laughs> well, yeah, that's funny. You know, I, that's that's really, uh, you know, no matter how many times I hear about things like this, it still never ceases to amaze me only because I just I'm trying to in my head, I'm trying to go through the process of how do you arrive at a point where logically you think, yeah, this is a good idea. Yeah, I'm going to drop my pants here I, at the casino and I'm going to and I'm going to play with the joystick. And 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 maybe then she'll want to sleep with me. Really? Yeah. I, I don't think there's a lot of logic put into this. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't no, think I there was a lot alcohol. of. Yeah, I'm oh, sure alcohol was, was yes, involved. Yeah, he right. was. He was. He was pretty well uh, toasted at that so point. So then, and, so yeah. there was no logic. Yeah. Yeah, there was none. He was just. Uh, it, it was. It was just full on stupidity. Um, mm. And I mean, he was. Um, yeah, he. He uh, he did that, and now there are there are other things that that uh, of that nature that that went on, and um, I mean, so yeah, listen, there there are a lot of things. Uh, now I can't tell that story anymore, so I've ruined that one for the for later. But uh, but there are a lot of stories like uh, like that, and like other things, like the the you know the hatching of the uh, of the plan to get Guy Hunt at the the pizzeria, which which I thought Milton McGray. <laughs> Milton McGregor, they asked him about, because Guy Hunt said this. I mean, this is not something that people just, like, speculated on. Guy Hunt said this was a plan hatched by Milton McGregor at this pizzeria. It was the pizzeria plot or something. And uh, they asked Milton McGregor about this. And <laughs> Milton McGregor, <laughs> Milton McGregor, his quote in the in the paper was, I think he's out of I think he's lost his damn mind. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I remember saying, did you actually say that? To, you know, yeah, that, that actually a quote. And he said, no, big man, that wasn't my quote. And I said, I said, what'd you say? And he said, I told that reporter, I think he's out of his fucking mind. That's what I told him. <laughs> I ain't no way that went down. <laughs> he said, so, hey, but so, I told uh, Miss Pat I wouldn't cuss anymore, so okay. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, listen, man, mm. there, there was, uh, I, when I wrote, in in his, uh, you know, I wrote a I wrote a little column after Milton McGregor died about our mm-hmm. our kind of relationship and stuff, and and people all always assumed that that Milton McGregor was paying me because you know Milton McGregor paid a lot of people uh, to do a mm-hmm. lot of different jobs and stuff. I never I never took a dime from from him, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't want it. And I I'll tell you, my my joy uh, was was visiting with with him. Uh, on a regular basis. And I know, I listen, I, I fully well know that he wanted me to write stories that were been, you know, that, that highlighted him in a favorable light and what he was doing and stuff. And I, honestly, I, I told him early on uh, when I started writing the gambling history thing that I thought he'd gotten screwed. And, you mm-hmm. know, and that, I think that endeared me to him because he finally saw that somebody was on his side and was listening to him about it or whatever. But I, he would tell these stories about things that happened about these people that you know, that we all know about, mm-hmm. you know, people getting caught with these girlfriends and, and the stupid acts of certain people. And, uh, the, you know, I mean, just, it, it was, it was so great. I mean, it was, I can't, I can't express to, to anybody how much I enjoyed sitting and talking to that man. Well, I was uh, going to say, I mean, I'm looking at your face right now and the joy on yeah, your face as is, is you reflect on this. It was just so, it was, I, the, why would I take, that's why I thought, why would I take any money for that? I mean, I wouldn't, there's no amount of money that I would trade for, for the, the, the stories and the things that he told me about people. And, uh, you know, and it just, 
you know, it was just so great. It was it was just a history of Alabama politics that you will never read anywhere. So, well, you should remedy that. You should you should write some of this somewhere <laughs> at some point. But let me but let me ask you, did it did you ever hear anything that just really caused you to go, huh? I didn't see that one coming. I I just I never oh, would have thought this person would have done that. Oh God, you have no idea. Really? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. Matter of fact, everybody, pretty much everybody who you think would never do X has done X multiple mm-hmm. times. Okay, mm-hmm. and I mean, mm-hmm. and it's it, listen, it's it's not a. I want to be clear about it. Okay, it's not. He was not telling me things, uh, uh, uh so I would have dirt on people. Uh, he was not telling me things to be uh, to for to be like braggadocious, or, you know, or to you know, or to you know, brag about things that he accomplished or things. Most of the time, the stories he told didn't even involve him, um, and and they benefited him in no way, shape, or form, um, you know. And it was just, and, and many of them, other people knew about, but you didn't know the full story of what happened. So mm. you know, or, or what led to certain things, and I mean. Oh man, it was just God. There was, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, there, there's so many stories that I could, t- <laughs> I could tell you, uh, but like just, just certain, certain things that that he did, uh, you know, and the life that that he led. It was just you know the casual way he would talk about running up to New York on his plane, you know, mm-hmm. and things like that, you know, or would call me and, you know, like, Hey, big man, what you doing? And I, you know, and I would say, well, I'm just, just doing, you know, working or about to go fishing or whatever. And it was like, yeah, I'm running Patsy up to New York for a little while. And now, I mean, it's just, you know, we'll be mm-hmm. back later today. It's just a whole different life, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, uh, that they were leading. And, um, and it was, uh, it was something that somebody should make a TV show about. So at some point, um, you know, it, really? it really should be. I mean, it really should be uh, something that is in a in a book or or something because what the life that he led and and the things that he did were were literally are things that people write books and stuff about now. Uh, they well, well, those well, Josh, sort of characters. I've, I've heard of this thing called Netflix. Yeah. yeah, apparently uh, they are taking they're taking deals, spending copious amounts of money for these kinds of stories to be right. turned into limited series. You might. Want I, to listen, think I've, about t- I've talked to some people. I've talked to some people. I've got a uh, matter of fact. I've got a good friend of mine who is uh, who who is very good friends uh, with with a very famous actor, mm-hmm. uh, and and we we've discussed doing some stuff. And it's just a matter of listen. Um, those things are hard. Okay, those oh, things are hard to do. Look, all right, people just say that. Just you know, you should write it. that into a book. You know, and yeah. I'm like, well, you know what? Yeah. Books are hard, and it's yeah, uh, you got to find the time for that. And and you know, putting putting things down in a TV script or a pilot, epi- you know, script on things that's it's very very hard to do. Um, but it's not impossible. People no, it's do not impossible. It. They uh, do it not, all the time. Yeah, And I think if you, with the wealth of knowledge you have, you wouldn't even have to do, well, we can talk about this offline, but anyway. Well, 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 it's our show. We can do whatever the hell we want to. Well, okay. Well, what I was going to say is you you wouldn't even have to do probably the bulk of the hardware. All you need to do is sit down in front of a, in front of a camera or a, uh, or a computer or something and just record the stories, man, that you know. And and then you get somebody to help you frame that up into uh, 
you know, a, a sample script or a pitch or episodic breakdown. I mean, you know, that, that could be done. Yeah. Yeah. I know we could do that. Yeah. I, I mean, I need to, I need to do that. I just need to get, but my problem is, is I need to get everything in, in order. You know what I mean? I need to get, I need to get the, the stories uh, in order and, um, and, and talk about, you know, some of the things that, uh, that took place and, and some of the people that got money and, and things, you know, just, yeah. Uh, just things like that. It's uh, you just need to. All you got to do is just start. Just start. Yeah, yeah it's uh, he also had uh, uh, he also had one of my favorite sayings of all time, which was, uh, I said, I wouldn't trust him in a shit house with a muzzle on. <laughs> what? I, no idea what, what that, that means. Mean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh, I wouldn't trust him in a shit house with a muzzle on. Uh, I'm but, not uh, exactly sure I know what a quote shit house unquote. I can is. only is assume that? that he's talking about uh, an outhouse, but I don't. Okay, that's, know, I wondered I, if I, I that's know. what that meant. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't question. I just laughed. I didn't question. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so, uh, before we before we get out of here, do we, we want to talk about uh, Will Smith's? Will Smith slapping the hell out of Chris Rock or, or not? Or? Man, that was crazy. Yeah. That was crazy. I, I, you know, I, I'll tell you, I don't watch the Academy Awards as a, I just, it's just yeah. not on my radar to watch. And uh, so I happened to be glancing at Facebook and I was like, wait, whoa, what happened? <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, and then you start digging around and, and I started watching the various uh, versions of the of the uh, you know that people were putting up online, and I thought, man, that's insane, you know. So there's a part of you that thinks, well, is that real? Yeah. And then the more I watched yeah. it, the more I realized, oh yeah, that was real. That was definitely real, especially when you saw Will Smith shouting profanities from the audience. Like I, that cannot be part of a scripted thing. That's. This is a so you know as I processed it, I don't know about you, but as I processed it, what I came down to was this: first of all, it's a tragic situation because it overshadowed the not only Will Smith's accomplishment and all of his uh, and all of those folks on his team that helped it to make it possible for him to get that Oscar that he got. It overshadowed Questlove's. Um, achievement uh, yes. of you know that, that Chris Rock was about was about to announce before that whole thing happened uh, with the Academy Award he got for Summer of Soul. Uh, it it also I think really uh, I, I you know I also have kind of decided in my mind I think they both were wrong. You know mm-hmm. I think you know you know jokes are fine, but if you know that somebody has a medical condition. And of course, I don't know if Chris Rock knew, but if you know somebody has a medical condition and you joke about it, I think that's problematic if you know it. And if you don't know it and you find out in the way that he undoubtedly has found out, then I think you apologize. You don't, you know, and he hasn't, Chris Rock really hasn't said anything about the incident. Um, You know, Will Smith, I understand his anger, but I think he could have just, hey, there's a commercial break coming up, pull guy, pull the dude to the side, like, yo, man, you know, my wife, she's got a medical condition. Why are you joking about that? Yeah. You know, it didn't require that he physically assault the man. You yeah. Know? Yeah. What, what, no. what did you think? 
Oh, well, I, I didn't, you know, obviously I don't think he should have, he should have hit the guy, uh, you know, although, you know, in the words of Chris Rock, I ain't saying he should have hit him, but I understand, yeah. um, you yeah. know, uh, you know, I understand he got mad and, uh, you know, and that was the action that he took. Uh, I'm, you know, I think there's, here's a difference here in saying, well, yeah, he should have hit him, you know, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he, he, he I understand that that's what he did. And he should face the consequences of doing so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, you know, I'm, th- those two things are not mutually exclusive. You can, I sure. can say, I understand why that man hit somebody, but I also would then understand if he faced some sort of criminal consequences for doing so. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I, I did think that the joke was was fairly tasteless. You know, even without her medical condition. You know, what I'm, you know, what I'm saying it's just a, it's, you're you're making a, jo- a cheap joke about somebody's appearance. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And mm-hmm. it's it's not clever. It wasn't it wasn't clever in any way. Um, and it was just, you know, it was just a, it was almost it was a mean spirited kind of a uh, kind of comedy. Uh, on uh, you know, and and I, I don't I don't think it was funny. I mean, maybe we should have been slapped because it was so unfunny. But um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, really, it was just you know. I so I understand you know, Will Smith doing doing what he did, and you know, people say, well, he, he laughed first. Well. There's a lot of times, you know, you, you laugh at something, not really thinking about things because he would, he had made a couple of other jokes. And so people were already kind of chuckling at what he was saying. And then, uh, you know, and he just kind of carried on. And then he saw his wife's face and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, you know, there've been a, I see what I, what I don't like is I don't like the people kind of going back into the relationship between Will Smith and his wife mm-hmm. and saying things about, stuff that happened in the past and how he wasn't angry about this, but now he's angry about that. And, you know, because there's a whole deal about how they, when they were separated, she had a relationship with some, some dude or whatever. And, um, you know, you don't know anything about them. You yeah. don't know anything except what what you've heard on some red table talk or whatever the hell that thing is that they have. Mm-hmm. You, you don't, you don't, you're not in their life, you know, you shut up. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, these, these are real, that's a real life situation that people have, mm-hmm. you know, people have mm-hmm. been, uh, everybody, you know, who's married at some point has had some issue go down for the most mm-hmm. part, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and so, and they've worked it out and these people worked it out and this yeah. is what they've chosen to do. And you have no right to get into their life like that. Shut up. You know, you know, what took place on that stage. Comment on that and shut the hell up about it, okay? Mm-hmm. And or don't comment at all. And there's the other no. thing: this is not yeah. a referendum on people, okay? This is mm-hmm. not a sign of our deterioration of society or any such nonsense that people wanted to make it. It's not a. It's not even a sign of Trumpism or mm-hmm. anything else. You know, it's just how many t- people dudes have been getting punched over saying shit about somebody's wife for years, okay? All right. <laughs> This is how it happens. It's not uh, a new phenomenon. No, yeah. this is not anything yeah. new. People, it, it happens. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just so I, I just think the whole thing has uh, has just been overdone. You know, I just think I think it's been overdone, and uh, I, I just I just wish people would would kind of keep things in perspective because 
there was a whole, you're right, it overshadowed the Questlove thing. It overshadowed Will Smith winning an Oscar for a really, really great uh, portrayal of Richard Williams. Well, mm-hmm. um, uh, and, you know, it, it, so it overshadowed that. Overshadowed later a really, really good moment with Lady Gaga and Liza Minnelli. Um, and, you know, it just, it, I, I just, you know, I, I just think it's overdone. I just think it's it's some dude got slapped. Who gives a shit? You know what so, I mean? You know, I saw um I think his name is Emmanuel H O. Uh I think that's yeah, his yeah. name. He Ocho, yeah, he used to play for Texas. Yeah, I think so. Or or some got a, team. Got a he, twin brother, Samuel. Yeah, he uh right, right. And he does um he does a um a talk show on one of the Fox Sports networks with another guy. And, uh, and I'm sorry, I can't remember either of their names, but, uh, that well, but anyway, cause I don't watch the show, but, um, but I saw a clip on Facebook of him, of, of him giving commentary about it. And, you know, his commentary I thought was pretty smart. He, he talked about, um, how Will Smith has revealed his own struggle with reconciling at his inability as a child to act in defense of his mother when his mother was being abused by his father. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said he thinks, uh, he thinks, you know, armchair psychology true, but I thought it was pretty based on something that Will Smith himself has revealed. And so, you you know, if that is indeed the case, that you got somebody who's sort of spent his life grappling with guilt and shame over not coming to the defense of his mother, you could kind of factor in how in a moment again, where the primary female in his life is in his mind being attacked or assaulted. He's just like, I can't, I, you know, I gotta be a better man than I was as a child or something. And I know that's not logical. It's emotional. Yeah. It's psychological. Yeah. But uh, there, but I think I think it has merit, and it's a way not to defend what Will Smith did, but perhaps to understand it, you know, and to and to more and sort of to really humanize him, to just sort of see him as a human being trying to get through life as best he can, which is what all of us are trying to do, including Chris yeah. Rock, by the way, who, yeah. you know, I think yeah, his I... his silence and not saying anything to me is smart because as he told the audience in Boston this week, you know, for he's starting this sold out tour now, you know, he's saying, yeah, I'm still trying to process this. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's no, I, I thought I did think it was funny that, uh, it, that we had a, an endless amount of stories of the people who went and checked on Will Smith. And I'm like, well, what the hell? He, <laughs> maybe somebody ought to check on Chris Rock. <laughs> well, he's they, the say, got they say Denzel did. They say Denzel yeah. The Denzel went and talked to Chris Rock apparently before he even talked to uh, Will and Jada. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Denzel, the okay. OG Denzel. He yeah, stepped know, right? up, man. Uh, just, yeah, just uh, keeping things in line over there. Make sure everybody is getting along. Everything's okay. <laughs> it's uh, used to, yeah. It's, I was, I was wondering. You know, the guy that used to do those sorts of things was Clooney. You know, he was the president of the Actors Club. Ah. Uh, was uh, was Clooney? So I was wondering where the hell he was. But I guess he just stopped doing things now. So. Um, but, uh, that's, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, I, 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 I understand the psychology of what he's talking about and all that, but I, you know, I just think he, he saw, saw his wife, she was hurt by it. He knew the struggle she'd been going through with the, with the problems that she's had. And, you know, he's decided, all right, 
gotta slap this dude. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, and so you know, and the more he thought about it, the angrier he got, and that that happens. You know, that's real life. And so you you make jokes, you take the consequences. Okay, and that's what, as far as I know, what happened. All right, uh, right wing nut, and we'll get our, get ourselves out of here. Uh, <laughs> This I is mean, hilarious, man. This one is really hilarious. This is one of the greatest right wing nuts we've had. Madison Cawthorn uh, is our right wing nut, and uh, Congressman I, from North I don't Carolina. Know. Yeah, I don't know how how much people have followed this guy uh, and and what he said of late, but he gave an interview in which he essentially said they asked him if if serving in Congress was like House of Cards. Okay, uh, or or was that fictionalized? And he went on to give an answer in which he essentially said he has witnessed orgies and and, and drug parties. Wait, did he uh, say witnessed or did he say he'd been invited to? He'd been invited to him. He'd been invited to, him, but he had witnessed some of this as well because he talked about being in the parking garage and witnessing some of this stuff. Uh, you know, so uh, I mean, it's so it was so stupid. Everybody knew he was lying uh, to begin with. Uh, and so then he got called out yeah. by and had to have a meeting with uh, Kevin McCarthy, the leader of the uh, House Republicans. And uh, which, by the way, I might point out pretty interesting that you have to go and have a, a come to Jesus meeting if you say something about orgies and drug parties, but not if you speak at a white nationalist convention mm. or lead a, a coup attempt. Mm. Uh, you know, you, you don't get called to the carpet for that. How but you do. That? Yeah, if you if you talk about drug use among other Republicans, uh, so uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, yeah it, the, but his explanation was that he saw these. <laughs> He saw somebody in the parking garage possibly doing cocaine before they went into the cabinet. <laughs> so I, I can only assume that the orgy took place in the in the parking garage as well, which is really a low uh, 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 low rate orgy. That's I a say. different kind I mean, of kinky, man. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. That's uh, Oh huh. man. well. Anyways, that's our uh, that's our right wing nut because uh, he is indeed a right wing nut. I, why do y'all keep electing these people? Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. This dude. Yeah. I mean, my God. Well, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't trust these people to watch your damn dogs. Yeah, you it's really so, it sounds like the clock is ticking on his political career, though. I think with this, apparently, uh, apparently, I was reading a story and and the people from some of the the uh, some of the the voters in North Carolina. Have decided that he he's no longer their uh, their choice. They're not going to be voting for him anymore. <laughs> God, I hope not. I, I gotta say, North Carolina is a is a pretty you know fifty fifty state. Uh-huh. And you know it's a they 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 do a pretty good job of of maintaining a, you know a, a nice even split, uh, which I think has helped them tremendously. And so hopefully it'll help them weed out this nutcase here mm. uh, because I mean there is there's something wrong with this dude. Yeah, I man. Mean, this. I mean, just he'll just say anything about anybody at any point in time. Well, yes. And I and I will say, though, you know, he has described Trump as being his mentor. I mean, uh, you know, the apple doesn't fall too far from the (laughs) mentor, does it? I mean, hey, Uh, that is true. If he can only find him a porn star, uh, (laughs) then you have to pay off later. Maybe at that orgy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mar a Lago. Here we go. So, all right. I guess that's enough for this week. Now we've give, we've given you people enough. Uh, we're gonna get out of here. Till next week, y'all be safe out there. Peace. Peace.